0: All right. Welcome, everybody. Um, Looks like we have most of the nominees here. Uh, Thank you for coming. We are going to be hosting the panel again for the upcoming Spartan Council elections. Uh, We uh, can go ahead and kick it off. Uh, Question one, just a brief introduction. As always, we are going to start with ML Sudo. ML Sudo, brief introduction. And uh, just uh, any unique experiences or views you bring to the Spartan Council.
1: Cool. Can people hear me? Hello? Loud and clear. All right, great. Uh, I've been on the Spartan Council since two epochs ago. Uh, and I'm also, I mean, like a lot of people in the SC are kind of wearing different hats within the synthetics ecosystem. Um, I'm also working on STP5, which is a BD effort to, bring on more funds onto synthetics, especially the larger institutional funds. Uh, My career background, I started um, in private equity investing where among the things I did was structure derivative assets. So that's the overlap with synthetics. Um, I first got into crypto in 2016 and then sort of full-time working in 2018 at Anchorage, the crypto custodian and bank. I'm also on the board of directors at the Electric Coin Company, who are the makers of Zcash. I'm also a trustee at Eco Protocol, where we make monetary policy decisions for our stablecoin. So my background is kind of a mix of TradFi, protocol level, uh, DeFi, and also enterprise crypto. Um, And I think the things that I bring to the Spartan Council, uh, and have done so in the last two epochs, are um, analytical rigor, I think just kind of the professional experience of... uh, um, breaking things down and, and coming and coming up with processes for making decisions that's something that i hope to continue to contribute um, and then also skills of coordination across very opposing stakeholders <laughs> very loud and opposing stakeholders um, and then also just general business development uh, and hopefully all three of these can help us scale v3 uh, to its full potential super exciting year
2: ahead that's
0: me. Thank you, I'm Mel. Cyber uh, Cyberduck, your introduction, please.
3: Hey, hey! <laughs> All right, so uh, hi guys. I'm an OG Spartan uh, counselor for multiple epochs. Previously, also a grants council grants counselor, uh, multiple epoch tailies counselor. Uh, recently, I became also a builder. As well uh, with Sponge.ly, which is a front-end integrator for Telesis overtime. Um, while I usually have like, you know, uh, an opinion on everything, I'm pretty much open-minded and willing to change my mind on something with new information. Uh have done that recently uh, as well with one of the one of the SIPs. Also have a very cool dog <laughs> and dogs go to the moon lately, so <laughs> hopefully that'll bring us some luck. Uh, but overall that, yeah, that's me for the intro. Thank
2: you, Doc. Welcome back. Gene, your introduction, please.
4: Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Gene. Uh, I am also an Incubant Party Council member and uh, a large SNF taker. Uh some of my background. I had a very short stint in academia, but I pivoted Quite quickly to crypto since around 2016, I've been running a fund uh, and been actively trading, but retired mostly from that nowadays. But I remain a very active power user in DeFi and an investor. Um, I believe DeFi is is the best use case crystal has to offer, and I think synthetics is one of the best things in DeFi. Um, last epoch, I ran to ensure maximum value is directed towards the SMAX token. Um, Sadly, this discussion is very far from over. So I decided to run one more epoch to keep fighting for it and keep making sure that the SMAX token remains the top priority of the Spartan Council, as it should be, in my opinion.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Gene. Jackson, your introduction, please.
5: Yep, can you hear me? Oh good. Uh yeah, so um Jackson here, um I've been on the spartan Council uh this time around since I think like almost a year ago now. Um you know, uh, my kind of background has been uh OG Synthetics uh, builder previously and also uh, quite involved in seeing Synthetics being successful um, now and into the future um my background before synthetics was um i did a bit of uh you know building in the blockchain space uh, also working in a australian investment bank um, on, on the tech side on the trading side as well and yeah now currently um i have a fund which invests in DeFi and also working on uh, at the moment, looking at uh, app chains, uh, quite interested in that area myself. So, um, yeah, cooking some new, new, new project for that at the moment. Um, yeah, look, look, looking forward to uh, another great year in 2024 for synthetics.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jackson. Millie, your introduction, please.
6: Thanks, Connor. Hey everybody, um, I'm Millie. Y'all know me. I've been a synthetics community member since 2020. Uh started contributing to synthetics governance late later that late in that year. Um, been very active in the synthetics community over the years. I was ambassador um, representing synthetics interests and in various protocols governance for um, a couple years. Got to really get a lot of Good hands-on experience with how the protocol functions and integrations, and how integrations play out, and um, how other protocols approach um, like integrations with um, synthetics, and how other protocols go about their governance, and how they want to have other um, builders engage in their governance. So a lot of really good hands-on experience there, um, and got to you know brush shoulders with all the amazing synthetics con- core contributors. Um, had I've submitted proposals to basically um, all the major DeFi uh, protocols, um, except for MakerDAO, um, uh, Uniswap, Aave, um, and many others, uh, as 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 part of the Ambassador Council, and um, yeah, I think and recently I've been doing a lot of research in uh, the actual infrastructure layer of Ethereum versus other uh, chains and stuff. So um, you might have seen my really opinionated takes on Twitter. I like to say I'm opinionated like an AMM. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's me. And I've been a uh, um, sparring counselor th- this past epoch, and I hope to continue that for, this, for the, going into the next epoch so we could finish all the stuff that we started.
2: Thank you, Millie. Adam, your introduction, please. Hey, um, Adam, uh,
7: four or five-time counselor now. This will be, be going in on the 4th, um, but probably more known by many for uh, writing too much on Twitter. I've uh, been in the crypto space since 2013, um, technical, and uh, I like Millie's word, opinionated. Um, and in my case, uh, many of you know I have no problem being the bad guy uh, and annoying people with my takes which is valuable in governance um not much else to say because if you're on this call you you know me by now because we
2: don't really bring in a lot of new people to these calls
0: thank you adam and uh snacks friends or bert uh your introduction please
2: yeah
8: hi this is this is bert um on on behalf of snacks friends um so, if you want to know uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a more detailed intro, um, I did write a, I did write a little blog about what we're doing, and it's in my profile. So I'll try not to, uh, you know, go on endlessly. But uh, Snacks Friends is a two out of three multi sig um, with uh, some DeGen mainstays that you may know, um, Lono, Allo, and then myself acting as uh, advisor and um, stepping in for support. Um, the reason I, I wanted to get involved with this project is because I, I'm trying something similar at uh, Quenta uh, with, a, with a multi-sig, um, and I, I think it's been a really interesting experience to kind of see if we can, you know, redefine what an entity is in, in DeFi and kind of refine some of these governance processes, and then also just bring more people into the processes and have uh, a wider perspective. So I think what Snacks Friends represents is really the kind of end user perspective, which I have in my past epics as an individual council member um, tried to really uh, represent. And and I think Lono and Aloe, when uh, we've we've met in person, we're great friends, and we've uh, been talking quite a bit about these types of issues. And I love the um, kind of user facing uh, kind of you know pure uh snacks staker a uh, great snacks citizen perspective that they bring in um to to some of these issues and I think that's very important and they have a lot of uh experience with with trading on the platform and kinds of things that I think um you know are are very important perspectives to have on council um and myself I I had intended on taking a uh, step back this epic uh because I you know would love to go on vacation or something like that and just didn't feel like I could uh, give it the attention that it deserves. Um, so this seemed like a a great option for me to kind of stay involved and really support people who I thought, you know, aligned with uh with my vision, who I could uh, you know talk to about these issues, and who I fully trusted. So um, that's why I'm here on behalf of the
2: multisig today.
0: Thank you, Bert. Uh, now before we get into the Questions, just a quick reminder on the format. Some of the questions will be for individual response. And I'll call on each of you individually and in a random order. And some of the questions will be open to the group for you know, just discussion or debate. Anybody can chime in as they see fit. Um, again, as usual, we're going to be keeping responses to a minute. And I will let you know once you've gotten to that point. So moving on to the next question. What is your vision for multi chain synthetics, unified pools versus isolated deployments, et etc, and should it be limited purely purely to evm chains uh Bert, we're going to hear from you first on this one
8: yeah, so this is something uh that we we kind of just got done talking about as a group, and I think uh there are a lot of there's a very simple kind of um kind of end goal I think uh, a lot of people would love, and that's to have uh Isolated pools existing um, and then also the option to have uh, a pool that's shared uh, across different chains so that we don't have to fragment liquidity. Um, I think we don't necessarily have to choose between these approaches. There are um, You know applications uh, clearly for isolated pools if you want to isolate risk Um, but I think I think it would be great if we could have this uh, kind of achieve this non fragmented liquidity. Um, I know like that, you know, in the past, we've talked about whether or not the technology is is really there. And um, I have to defer to uh, probably the smarter people on uh, on whether or not the uh, the technology exists. But I think that's the that's the vision to have a pool that's across multiple chains.
0: Thank you, Bert. Uh, Jackson,
8: your thoughts.
5: Um, yeah, so uh my thoughts on multi chain uh for synthetics really is um with v three um we have the ability to uh, deploy on uh, multiple different um uh, layer twos so l twos, and also i think in the next uh, iteration of you know v three we can, because of the ability to, like, we can go on base, we can go on um, even Arbitrum, where actually a lot of the DeFi TVL is right now in traders. Um, So giving us kind of the exposure, and also we should really explore the ability for a synthetic thing, an app chain itself, um, because there are actual uh, technical uh, benefits of having your own app chain, and controlling your own ecosystem in that uh, manner and also uh, liquidity fragmentation could become an issue with multiple deployments across uh, different chains. so I believe uh, you know the benefit of trying to centralize something back where we as a protocol can control and manage you uh, know long term would be a really good thing to do so you know we, we could while we could live with you know base and uh, having it on optimism mainnet or final, different
0: final thoughts, L2. please, Jackson. Yeah. Final
5: thoughts, uh, sorry, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's it, that's my thoughts on multi chain.
0: Thank you, Jackson. Uh, Gene, your vision for multi chain synthetics?
2: So,
4: uh, I think we should be pragmatic and somewhat risk averse in our. You know, conquer of the multi-chain world. Um, isolated, isolated uh, deployments seem the right way for now, um, and we can still connect them later on if we want to. And the tech stack is ready. Uh, I like the idea of having a mother chain or an app chain to you know connect all the, the deployments on all the chains, but I think it's a bit early to start talking about that and i think we should you know let the current current uh, experiments run their course and see uh, what works and what doesn't and work from there um i think the current tech stack somewhat limited us to evm but you know if it's possible and there is demand let's say why not uh, but that's also probably something uh, a bit further down the line. We should focus on, you know, the the Ethereum L2s and maybe uh, EVM uh, alternative, alternative chains. And maybe if there is demand and we want to, we can move to, to other types of chains. But, you know, I would like to spread synthetics far and wide. So I'm all for it.
0: Hey. Thank you, Jean. Uh, ML, uh, your vision for a multi-chain synthetics future.
1: Yeah, I think in the long term, I'd like to see unified pools. Um, I mean, all of crypto is talking about cross-chain deployment. So it'd be extremely weird if we said we're going to go down the isolated deployment route. Um, but in the short term, you know, we, we had quite a lot of debate in this last edbook about our deployment-based um, and, and whether we want to do cross-chain, bridging, et cetera. I do think that, so, so my bias is to be very pragmatic um, and, and to kind of learn by doing. And so I would like to push more experiments like the one on base, uh, where we're, we're kind of taking small steps and managing risks, both financial and technical risks. Uh, so short-term you know, isolated deployments, we monitor the metrics, we need to monitor and then longer term definitely I, I do think we, we need to move towards unified pools. I see all of crypto moving towards more um, unified deployments. So I, I don't see why we, we shouldn't, um, and considering also we have really high quality talent on our team. Um, so despite the challenges, I, I, I do think it's something that we, in the longer term, I'd be very surprised if we don't, we don't go down this path. Um, but also on the non-EVM EVM side of things, there are a lot of uh, really good teams that raised crazy amounts of money in the last uh, couple of years. So uh, final, presumably thoughts, there,
0: final thoughts, please, ML.
1: Presumably, there are benefits to those architectures, uh, and I think it's worth considering, given that um, you know we, we are a very latency-sensitive system. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, Cyberduck, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, all right, so it looks like Thales is gonna beat us to unified pools, Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, While we wait for the implementation of uh, compliant uh, ERC-7412 compliant cross-chain reads, I think isolated deployments do serve a purpose. We are testing different collateral uh, premises or tokenomics premises there. And like Bert said, they may exist side-by-side with unified pools, but their trade-off is obvious, fragmented liquidity and fragmented OLI. And with unified pools, scaling can be more efficient. And you know, with those, we could deploy frontends wherever. Obviously, deploying to a non-EVM chain has a higher dev tax. But if you know that's the narrative and new users are flocking there, then why not serve them? We would obviously need you know to coordinate with all the frontends. Uh, but you know, we should follow the money flow rather than stay tribalistic with you know the EVM world only. And in the end, our earned value can flow to a single chain, whether that's the SNX chain or another. That's that's for discussion.
2: But yeah, that's my take.
0: Thank you, Duck. Uh, Adam, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I think
7: this is a, an important uh, question, but also an important example of why making sure we have technical insight on council is uh, valuable. Um, this is a kind of question that we'll spend a lot of time talking about but it's just too premature there's no reason for us to be asking right now today you know what do we look like in the future in terms of non EVM or uh, other chains the the reality is that bridge infrastructure is still in its infancy um, when it comes to reliability chains are still In their infancy when it comes to reliability and so cross-chain pools now today just continue to add more risk than they are worth in terms of actual demand drive um, and exposing us to risks that we don't need Uh, and as far as non-evm i mean we've just finished uh with synthetics v3 and are starting to roll it out um we're not even live yet on all the places we exist to put that on a non-evm chain you know like solana for example that That question comes from somebody who would have never looked at, you know, how do you build an anchor program? Because the architecture is so drastically different that we would be saying, let's take all of our engineering resources for the next year and dedicate to re-architecting v3. Um, I think our focus right now needs needs to be on scaling v3 in the deployment areas we have it and perfecting that before we even start asking these questions.
0: Thank you. And Millie, your thoughts, please
6: yeah thanks Carter. I fully agree with Adam actually um i every, i did basically everything adam said from a technical perspective like whether that's feasible that's a that's just like a whole question a world of its own um uh, but the other aspect recently I've been diving into this the whole infrastructure there um you know there there's a lot of implications on just like these um on, on, on and deploying on the chain that is not an evM because all of like our um like the assumptions of the protocol are on the evM. And like all these other chains haven't even seen the MEV like uh, battle test the MEV like Ethereum has, so the, we don't even know what the implications of these other chains are. Um, but for with, like my opinions aside, like I think you know the app should be as unopinionated as possible. But if I were to say like what would be the end state, what what would be the best? I think like the whole industry is tending towards like off chain order um, order matching with on chain settlement. So I think synthetics as an app should probably philosophically go in that direction as well, because um, realistically like that's the most feasible way to do it and like minimize MEV and also minimize the negative externalities of MEV that has on like all the different layers of the stack. So I would say like, I would be way more in favor of like either an app chain um, in the future, but realistically in terms of like pools talking together right now, I think what we, we should, like Adam said, just like see how it goes try to see optimized deployments as they are and if we hit like some sort of limitation and like we need to tap into liquidity across chains maybe we could explore it um i think i'm it's i'm far more compelled to like have cross-chain messaging for like something like a uh, um, a fee burn um which i think is more pra- practical but um yeah i i think realistically like the direction we're going right now is actually perfect and we should continue going there because there's been a lot of like a trial, trial and error that brought us really- here Thank you, brought a lot of trial and error that brought us here in, in, with our design decision. So, um, and I think we're going in the right direction and we should continue doing that.
0: Thank you, moving on to the next question. This question will be open for the group. What do you believe are the biggest pain points in the synthetics protocol environment that need to be addressed in the short term by this council and possibly supported by the other councils? Again, open, open for discussion.
7: Thus far, we've done a poor job in planning liquidity depth both for our migration and as we begin to fracture chains, and we've seen this in small amounts on optimism where pools get a little lopsided um, because of how AMMs are structured and market makers moving in and out. And that might be something it's easy to shrug off and say it's not our problem but at the end of the day if market makers who are arbing between uh, exchanges and quenta are having trouble getting the liquidity depth they need switching in and out of spot susd that will become a problem that impacts us Uh, and that's something we've continued to punt kind of down the road uh, and not think about deeply and i think we need to revisit kind of some of the incentive models we did early on and not take for granted the fact that we do have liquidity depth uh, because as more competitors continue to enter the stablecoin space, uh, that becomes weaker and weaker and fractures across chains. And so I think it's something we need to start taking seriously right now today before it becomes a bigger issue.
8: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with uh, with Adam on that. It's been kind of a, a pain point. So you're right on the money, Adam. Uh, I think... I think one of the other very simple things that we've just started uh addressing as a council that's going to be an issue for this council and probably the next couple councils is is ensuring that staking is is as easy to get into as possible. Um like I I think we see if you go to general chat um it's it's just very simple. You see a lot of questions about um how staking works. You see a lot of people who have been here for 5 years saying, "Oh, I didn't know." How debt fluctuation worked, and and I think this was fine in the early days when we were kind of uh, you know experimenting with just how to even build a product that people want to use. Um, but now that it's looking like we have that, uh, I think I think ensuring that people can actually come in and and stake, um, and you know not necessarily t- tying up staking with LPing, but having like LPing SNX being uh, optional and having another uh, form of staking, I think that's going to simplify the experience a lot and just make this whole thing a lot more accessible for people coming in from that angle.
6: Yeah, it's an open question. So I'll jump in in case uh, the other uh come. I just forgot it's an open question. But um, I would say, I think one, I agree with both Adam and, and, and Burp. Um, I I think one uh, different thing that maybe we should probably start looking at is a little bit of a consolidation of um, synthetics governance um, and uh, how it's structured and sort of like um, prepping it for what the future is going to look like. Because I feel like a lot of our governance right now is um, residual uh, effects of like governance design choices that we made like a long time ago that may not be fully appropriate right now. Um, so I would, I think some consolidation maybe of, um, either the councils and the, and like the court contributors, having them like a little bit more uh, structured into sort of a work group environment. I think that work groups in general just make a lot of sense for, um, for decentralized applications. It just, uh, like sort of the narrow, um, view, sort of like a narrow work group working on some function or task. Um, it just like, it's, it's very easy to track, a lot easier to, um, in, you know uh, express to the community especially and uh, the other thing i would say is like maybe introduce some form of like token holder expression into some decisions at least like gradually work that in i think it would have i think in theory it, it's uh and, and philosophically it just makes a lot of sense because like token holders and they should have a say but also pragmatically like there's been times like there's been some contentious like topics it it's, it's a really good reference point to just um be able to see what token holders uh opinions are on a topic like the majority of token holders so i think at least incorporating a little bit of um more direct token token holder um uh, into the decision maker at least into some topics that might be co- um, contentious or even if we just use it as a reference point um i, th- I think those kind of things make sense
2: another um, thing <clears throat> yeah yeah i actually
5: uh, sorry uh, and was, do it, you I want to go think. okay what, um, yeah, so so actually to really kind of I agree with what you guys are bringing up as well on it's probably time to uh, have a look at governance again, um even where um the councils are sitting and and the effectiveness of the councils. um if certain things need to be changed, um I believe this the new year would be a good time for that. um you know, I, I think. We also need to look at where the Spartan Council. uh, I I think the Spartan Council itself needs uh, some sort of uh, funding beyond uh, the TC, um, where it's able to then uh, effectively make better decisions um, to be uh, funded to, you know, give out these uh, different grants and uh, proposals to have uh, people work or do something for the Spartan Council. I think that's something that I would want to see in the next epoch um yeah so I, I think it's a good time to look at i think there's a lot of things that we can do on the governance uh level for synthetics yeah yeah
1: but, i think uh, to add on to add on to that i i found it a little bit frustrating um in this last epoch where um we're not like super well coordinated, right? We had two minor boo-boos this epoch where the STs worked on one assumption, you know, sent a couple of SIPs in for vote, conducted public SIP calls, but then at the last minute, a significant rework or kind of indefinite postponement was required. So like, I don't know, I, to, to me, this is really important um, process slash coordination problem to solve just so that we can all not waste our times. Um, and mostly I think the CC spend even more time uh, preparing something uh, on, only to be shot down unexpectedly. So I, I do think we, for efficiency sake, need to kind of work on a better way of communicating. Um, that's one. And a related note is we started, you know, going through some major tokenomics revamps, including one thing that actually went through fully was uh, cessation of inflation. Uh, but we also started with V3. You started thinking about the role of SNX in staking, the role of SUSD as collateral. Like we haven't really had like super deep discussions, uh, deep formal and um, systematic discussions, right? We, we've we've had deferring dissenting devoi- uh, voices from different parts, and I fear that you know at the end of the day we'll we'll make a decision, but then a significant proportion of the community slash Um, you know, people who are contributors are are not aligned. And that can lead to um, culture slash community slash technical fragmentation. Um, So I think that's important to solve.
2: Yeah, I think that picking
4: up the, the tokenomics discussion will be very important, especially while we're getting the results of our experiments um i think the the this as next token is more fluid than ever with uh, just moving to a uh, uh, multi collateral multi chain synthetics uh and i think for the sake of the community and the holders it will be very important to you know keep showing that the token will remain very crucial in the system and that a lot of value will stream towards the token
0: All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, moving on to the next question and uh, kind of pay, to piggyback off that question, since many of you brought up governance as a potential pain point. Uh, what does synthetics governance ideally look like in the future to you? Again, this is going to be open for group discussion. So anybody just uh, jump in as you see fit?
2: Yeah. So, so I'm. Right, uh, hardcore... you... oh, All right, you... go, G. Okay.
4: You can go first. Now go ahead. Okay, uh, I'm a hardcore <laughs> governance <laughs> minimalist. That's quite funny because I'm also doing a lot of governance. Uh, um, but I think it's it's a huge bottleneck uh, for for synthetics and for crypto in general. Uh, sadly we do need a lot of handholding with a protocol uh, this this complex. Uh, so it's kind of necessary. But I hope we can. You know make steps to 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 keep reducing this over time and and you know strive towards governance minimization whenever it's possible and sensible uh this epoch i voted against a couple of sips that increased uh governance bloat in my opinion uh and i will continue to vote against such proposals uh if i'm re-elected because i think that's the wrong direction Totally wrong,
0: Duck. You wanna you wanna give your response? Um,
3: yeah, so I mean, we had a discussion on governance today in the Dejin Trading channel as well with Gene and a couple others. Uh, Dejin Trading was full of blue nicknames. Um, I think. I think governance and synthetics is pretty well arranged compared to many other protocols I appear I into. Uh, personally, I'm not really a fan of direct token voting. Uh, I think it makes governance attacks easier with, than with a representative council. And I usually don't expect those stakers to closely follow all the ins and outs of of, of synthetics. And I do think that like uh, a representative council uh, is you know more enlightened more enlightened or more subject matter aware, uh, in my opinion, to make educated decisions. Uh, I mean, we have several councils in synthetics. They probably all serve some purpose, but you know we can obviously discuss whether one or the other could be made more better or more efficient. I have previously served also on the grants Council, and you know we saw quite a lot of uh, rants against the grants Council from Kane recently. Uh, I noticed uh, Lono here in the Gulf Call chats. You know, suggested that the Grants Council Ambassador Council should merge with the Spartan Council. I don't know what's the magic answer uh, with the Grants Council. I know, you know, uh, at least while I was there, we the Grants Council had issues with staffing. Grants Council is doing a lot of uh, you know initiatives, a lot of projects on its own, and uh, it had to always look you know externally to to get some devs, get some staff. To build stuff, which, you know, wasn't always a fortunate decision. Sometimes, you know, those contractors were uh, low quality or, you know, not committed w- in enough. And that just led to some issues. So I you know, I think like something like a grants council could possibly have, uh, like a dedicated tapping into the CC resource pool, where, you know, the CC is sure they, they focus on primary product products of synthetics maybe you know they could allocate five ten percent of their time to Grants councils initiatives on demand uh and that you know would allow grants council to basically have a vetted dev that has some sort of you know quality and competence to work on those initiatives uh i know at grants council we often had you know more more counselors than devs which which is a uh, another thing it's it's a it's a bit of a pity uh and maybe the grants council should be renamed. It should be like uh in-house synthetics studio for non-core products uh, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think we should continue with with re- like with the representative democracy, but maybe do focus on more uh you know like dedicated teams to specific agendas, specific projects. They don't necessarily have to be councils, but they could be like, you know delegated teams to work on specific issues?
1: Specifically That's on it. the Grants Council, I, I have, so I used to be on the Zcash grant Council, and I think we're facing a very similar issue now where during the bull market, you'll have a lot of relatively high quality teams apply, a lot of ideas. So the Grants Council does have a pretty full-time job of filtering these ideas, making sure we're not losing anything valuable. The problem is during a bear market, right? You either don't have a lot of applications or they're quite low quality. So then it, it begs the question, do you need a full-time staff? Um, but I think that's a, just kind of an environmental consideration that is dependent. Uh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah.
3: I, I hear what you're saying uh, and which is why I said, you know, the Grants Council isn't doing necessarily grants only. It's not necessarily only paying for uh, things other people request. Grants Council, most of the things Grants Council has delivered were in-house initiatives that they figured out on their own, and then they went outside to staff for those initiatives. So I think like the Grants Council has probably a b- wrong name to it.
1: Mm, right.
6: You 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 were looking for a word a cyberduck for um, like groups that serve some specific function on on the protocol um, that are like working adjacent to the protocol. I think the right name is work groups, and I think you know that fits well into you know, governance for dApps specifically, maybe doesn't fit well for governance for, you know, there's no one size fits all for governance. And I sort of, I, I sympathize with Gene who is a governance minimalist because everybody would like that, right? Like who wouldn't want a protocol that is governance minimalized and sort of, uh, you know, is immutable, you know, has all the good guarantees everyone wants, you know, like all, all the peers will be happy and then you can build on top of it as much um, integratability that, that you want or uh, intermediation as you want. Um, so. You know, of course, everyone wants that, right? But the reality is it's very difficult to get there. And, you know, as, especially as we're developing and the landscape's changing so much, it's just, you know, immutability has a lot of trade-offs. And um, so, you know, even though I, I, I do like the idea, I think we, we need to be practical about it. Um, I You know, Adam mentioned that um, I, I used to be sort of a token holder, governance-only maxi. Um, I have pivoted a little bit. I think, you know, especially... In terms of like being able to move fast, it definitely makes sense, like, especially like um, a lot of we've brought on a lot of proposals this epoch and like, you know, um, sometimes some of them uh, are time sensitive or like it's just in our benefit to be very expedient with them. So like we don't want uh, so it might not make sense to rely on token holders for everything, but I definitely think we should at least give them um, some direct power in some way, at, at least at the minimum, like some signaling power. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, realistically, the long-term vision has to be something that is, um, constantly, you know, adapting to the industry because, you know, the, the landscape changes so quickly. So, you know, with all those in mind, I think a sort of a right template would be something like, um, a working group model. And I personally like proposed this for us to convert the ambassador to a working group. And at the time, maybe it wasn't, um, you know, uh, structured properly, but I think, uh, I think that's still the right idea that we could do something similar, and even for like the core contributors. And then the day, like we could probably run the whole protocol with uh, various work groups that are somehow you know have some hierarchical ar- 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 arrangement, and you know, and that actually makes a lot of sense for adapts in particular, which sort of you know borrow a lot of um, philosophy from like some the, I don't want to say corporate world. I know the corporate world is a bad word, but you know, fr- from there. So I, yeah, I was
4: suggesting. I wasn't suggesting removing uh, governance altogether. I was just saying that uh, as we scale up, uh, thinking about how the decisions we make will affect governance in the long term will be very important, even more important than it is now, because it could be a big bottleneck in the future, more than it is even now. I think going forward, Every decision we make, we should try to strive to minimise governance and not have more governance. That's something we took very seriously this epoch. I think we should focus more on that in the next
2: epoch.
8: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out with a little bit of a, a little bit of a hot take, and that's a, uh Actually, I think. Um, Spartan council governance in particular is working extremely well. And I think sometimes the problems that arise from the, the Spartan council um, tend to obfuscate how well it's actually working. If you imagine, uh like, look, I don't know how many SCCPs for uh, like specific perps markets uh, settings Caleb put out, but if you imagine having uh, uh, token holders look over and vote on each and every one of those, uh, it gets it, it becomes very apparent, like why you need a smaller, dedicated group to do this kind of stuff, because it really doesn't make sense to just put this level of, uh, of detail out there to the wider community. It's like giving token holders a massive job. Um, and so like we're we're delegated to that task for a reason, and I think uh, it works pretty well because the the alternative with something like that is uh, to, you know, have just like a s- single entity uh kind of without checks and balances like just to have caleb dictated um so i think this is actually striking a very good balance um between those two things uh even though there are there is some room room for improvement um and i think one of the places that the spartan council really has not excelled that hopefully you know ho- hopefully we've made some progress the last few epics is just being a little more transparent and a little more available because i think where you end up uh, kind of losing people is that it feels like there are these you know shadowy eight figures that are making all the decisions, and uh, and token holders really have no input, um, nobody to explain uh, the decisions. So I think we've made some great progress. Like I've seen a lot of the uh, current council members really in in the chat explaining things to people, um, and I guess that's why uh, my vision for governance involves this uh, kind of multisig approach. Right, because um, this is a way where you can have somebody like uh, like uh, me who has a lot of context because I've strudged through all these proposals in the past and I've sat in on meetings and I kind of understand why we ended up in the place that we are today um, along with this kind of wider perspective uh, and a way to really marry those two things without really doing a lot of kind of direct changes to our governance uh, but but change it kind
2: of from the outside. Um, I mean, so oh, I sorry, also you... want to put,
5: uh, Adam. Go, go ahead, Jacko. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, synthetics governance, ideally, you know, in, in the future, I see it as, uh, with, with the synthetics council, it's become quite apparent, uh, to me that, uh, it needs some sort of funding itself, um, and have some kind of like, uh, just a pool of capital that it could, you know, delegate to external parties or developers um, or or even people to do research or uh, analyse certain things for us that the Spartan Council is required to vote on. Um, You know, I I see that there's a lot of tokenomics decisions that we have to make without having anything to uh, refer back to or any kind of numbers and we kind of like, just make things. That, I mean, obviously, as a you know, startup, if we want to see synthetic protocols do as a startup after five years, um, you know, obviously, yeah, you can go and put numbers out there and try it out and test it, experiment and all that. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, the, the, the whole kind of feedback loop and all that, but. Sometimes the protocol is, at, at a, you know, it's like a 1.5 billion FDV at the moment. Um, maybe we should have some numbers backing our decisions before we make them. Um, that's what I think governance should look like in the future.
2: Thanks. I'll
1: second the numbers point by Jackson.
0: And Adam, you had something to add before we move on?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, I,
7: I agree that uh, SC works. I don't know if the other things uh, work the way in they're intended. I think there's been good stuff that's come out of grants and community, uh, but I think we need to restructure the focus of those because I think they overlap on some objectives and then there's others that fall between them. And I'd like to see kind of a structure that's in you know, one side of focus is BD and the other that's community slash outreach to other protocols uh, on the governance side. Um, and then I think the the Treasury Council uh, is kind of a vestige of a, a time gone by that we don't need anymore. And we should see the rewards responsibility move to SC. budget runway can go to risk council um, or risk committee or whatever it's called. And uh, remaining assets can be divided pro rata between stakers and the CC over time. I, I don't think we're not we're not seeing the level of execution out of a a treasury council that makes sense. And I think those responsibilities can be
2: divided to create better transparency and help other teams better achieve their goals.
0: Thank you, everybody. All right, moving on to the next question. Question five, recently inflation was switched off do you agree with this decision, and do you think it's something that should be considered again in the future? This question will be for individual response, and we'll
8: hear from
0: uh, Bert on behalf of Snacks Friends first.
8: Um, so, I would I would personally make this decision a thousand times over. Um, I know it's I've even been very skeptical about it in the past. Uh, the main thing I was skeptical about is whether or not we would be able to. Um, to keep network health, uh, in, in the V2 system at an appropriate level. And then whether or not we would be able to, uh, use, like have a war chest for future incentives on V3. I think both of these questions were answered for me. Um, a, we have other mechanisms, uh, to improve network health. Uh, if we need to increase liquidation penalties or something like this, though, it doesn't seem to be a problem at the moment. Uh, we haven't seen massive unstaking. And then also, um, you know we have the the treasury said they're willing to step up for incentives so yes i would make this decision a thousand times over because um once i dismissed all of those uh concerns i i can't find a reason for inflation so why are we printing tokens without a reason
0: thank you bert adam your response please
2: yep
7: inflation was done at this point uh should have been killed ages ago and i'm glad we finally got it across the line uh the only time in which we should ever reevaluate inflation um, would be if we saw any indication that our network health or staking numbers have gone down and there's no other reward situation to be needed uh, our goal here isn't to make just the big shiny numbers it's to have a network that has health and meets its kpi goals um, there was no reason at this point for inflation to exist, and it shouldn't be contentious at
2: all to turn it off. Uh, if it is, then people just didn't understand how this system functions. Thank you, Adam.
0: Duck, uh, your thoughts on switching off inflation?
3: Yeah, so I would, yes. Uh, foremost inflation was available only to V2X. With V3 pools, there was no planned emission schedule. And even if we wanted one, we would have to figure out how to direct inflation across multiple pools. You know, would it flow to SNX stakers only or other collateral stakers too? If SNX only, would it flow only to the Spartan pool or would it flow to other pools where SNX stakers delegate to as well? It would be a headache to figure that out. So switching off inflation today saved us that headache. And at least, you know, we can test the premise that inflation is no longer necessary for the protocol to efficiently incentivize stakers to provide liquidity, which I believe we can do without it and with fees only. And as far as I know, it was already mentioned somewhere in the channels that pretty much only one large staker has unstaked since. Uh, I wouldn't probably look into it as a correlation, but it's it's telling a lot. And you know, if that's so, then great. And we should obviously you know keep watching the data if the staking ratio decreases. But I'm pretty optimistic it won't.
2: Thank you, Doc.
0: Uh, ML, your thoughts? On inflation?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of these ideas um, have already been hashed and rehashed, so I'm not going to rehash them. But I think ultimately, um, uh, immediately we become investable versus people's opinion of what we might be in the past, which was a hyperinflationary token. So I think that alone, given the minimal upside of a couple percent inflation, was worth it. Um, but I think that. Um, what made me what made this really easy for me is that there was general consensus that if, if we would revisit this if necessary, right? Nothing is set permanently in stone. So, uh, to the question, should it be considered again in the future? I'm you know open to looking at the data and revisiting
0: yeah. Thank you, ml. Uh, Jackson, your response, please.
2: Okay, so I think uh,
5: turning off inflation um, is a good thing for uh, synthetics because really at this point we're seeing enough uh, trading volumes and the original intent of uh, inflation was to bootstrap the protocols liquidity and to take <clears throat> to ensure synthetic stake uh, stakers actually stake synthetics as the collateral to kind of uh, that, that was the original intent. And I think V3 coming around, we're now going to see EVE and other, like USDC and other type of collateral uh, being used. So I don't see the need for inflation anymore, which is why we voted no to end it. Um, the only thing I think we should be careful about is uh, the amount of uh, what, what that means for uh, SUSD and if people were then, you know, taking out... Leverage and all of that on on their synthetics, uh, you know, we make sure that they repay that SUSD loan, that it's not a free loan, and they just go and walk away with that if there's uh, no repayment mechanism uh, enforced, which is the weekly uh, reward claim.
2: Thank you, Jackson. Gene, your thoughts? Um, yeah.
4: I personally wasn't very strongly opposed to inflation. Um, you know, since we are streaming it to ourselves, and if you are a good stake, you get even some extra. So it was nice, but lasted. But as as Cyberduck already said, it it would have ended or- organically with the, with the re- retiring of of V two. Um, and I think you know, it, it it does complicate the whole process. So so it's probably good to to stop it and you know the treasury has a lot of snx so i think if we ever need to incentivize again that should be our first source of X instead of inflation um yeah i think the market seems to like it um yeah i think it it's probably the right decision uh but I'd, I'd say we probably need a couple more weeks to see the, the full effects but you know overall i think we made the right choice
0: Thank you, Gene. And Millie, your thoughts?
6: Yeah, so I agree with everyone else. I'll just keep a very simple answer. I say yes. I supported um ending inflation. It was probably something that worked back in 2018. It was suitable for that environment. Um, especially since this is, wasn't even real inflation. Like it, the inflation was very real, had a very real impact on the supply. But the token, like the, the actual bang for the buck that the protocol would get for these one year log tokens was, was heavily diminished and diluted. So like realistically it was just not potent for this day and age. And it was just like, it was just good riddance that so we got rid of it. And I agree with everyone else, what everyone else said, um, there are many other ways to, uh, to find ways to, to incentivize, especially with like, um, how much SNX the treasury is sitting on. But even in the future, I think ideally you'd probably even want to depend on the protocol fees using that as an incentive and directing it to get people to do certain things. So, yeah, I think it made perfect sense.
0: Thank you, Millie. Uh, moving on to the next question, uh, question six. What role would you like to see the SNX token play in the protocol going forward? Millie, we're going to hear from you first on this one.
6: Yeah, I think uh, the token specifically, um, one thing that has become very apparent is that Token holders definitely want to retain their borrowing power with the token. And I, I there's also this uh, effect of where there when you can issue credit against the SNX token um on the index protocol, it also makes other protocols favorable to giving credible uh, credit markets to the SNX token as well. Um, you know, Mitch will from uh, curve might have ruined it for everyone with his massive position on Ave, but realistically like having a credit market for a token. Um, makes it, you know, a better collateral asset overall. So I think that, as a value proposition, I, is is one that we should definitely keep for the token um, going forward, in in whatever capacity that's feasible. And then the other thing I would say um, is that I, I I think that, you know, there are a lot of people sort of narrow down on how value accrues to the token, but like to me, I think the one thing that's been clear, and this is a philosophical choice. And it often comes from like, um, competing interests within a protocol. Many protocols don't just have the protocol that exists and the core contributors are not funded directly from the protocol. They're actually funded from some off chain entity that raised money off chain. Uh, that's a business and these competing interests sort of, you know, they, they clash to, to what the value prop of the token can really be, but like what, how much value could even realize if it wanted to. So I think um realistically that's not an obstacle for synthetics and it's a philosophical choice from the community it's one of the reasons i like this protocol and i think you know with that in mind token holders should rest assured that there will always be value some way captured to the token and whether that's directly or through some other um indirect mechanism i think you know the important thing is that the synthetics protocol like through its history has always maintained that philosophy so i I would like to see that continue going forward
0: thank you millie i know there's a complex uh, question, so anybody who does need a little bit more time will be a little bit flexible on this question. Duck, we'll hear from you next. Uh, what role would you like to see the SNX token play in the protocol going forward?
3: Yeah, so I'm going to echo what Millie just said. Uh, I do like the hybrid role that the token is pretty much heading forward to, uh, You know, both being a collateral that you can take credit against, but also you know, the recipient of other collateral fees as well. Uh, whether that's you know through indirect means of buyback and burn, or eventually possibly, hopefully through a direct fee distribution, uh, so I think I think that's the way to go. Uh, and with you know, cross chain messaging, maybe one day we'll be able to take credit against our our lovely SNX on other chains as well, uh, which would be a pretty neat thing. But I completely agree. We should continue uh with with the value uh proposition it has today. That is both a token that you can take credit against, but also a token that accrues earned value of the protocol.
0: Thank you, Doc. Uh Bert, your response, please.
8: Yeah, so I I actually think um this is a this is a relatively simple answer for me, is that uh much like other people have said, I think uh, keeping some sort of uh, pool where you can stake SNX um, in order to uh, get, get a loan against it or provide liquidity is is a good idea. I think we should keep the utility um, in that sense for SNX, but I think also clearly we, we need other collateral types. Like not only can we have other collateral types, but we need other collateral types because there's just no way to scale this thing to billions. Um, in, in liquidity unless we do so, right? So um, yeah, I, I think you should be able to stake your SNX uh, to either uh, provide liquidity or just receive fees from other liquidity uh, or or both. Oh, and um, very specifically, uh, I think we should work on having that uh, paycheck come in as claimable stable coins. Um, I think the uh, fee burn is very difficult to understand. So um, I would like to see uh, us, us kind of prioritize that moving forward. I'm fine with the temporary solutions we've had uh, so far for value accrual. But um, I think really the dream is to simplify this. And the simplest thing is uh, claiming stables.
2: Thank you, Bert. Uh, Jackson,
5: your response, please. Great. Thank you. Um, so I think going forward, uh, the role synthetics uh, token itself should have a unique place in the protocol. Um, so, obviously, the, the ability to use it as collateral um, in v3 would be quite important. Um, ability to take a loan against your <clears throat> synthetics is also a good feature we should continue. And I think the buyback and burn is a lovely way for. Uh, Way the protocol, a, a way for the, the synthetics token itself to capture the value it gets um, for developing the the, the, the different purpose uh, markets and all that. And I actually also uh, think, in going forward, we should have a um, probably a, a good good idea to spin out like a working group uh, for looking at different utility and ways synthetics tokens can be used now that we don't have inflation and and having staking as a vital part of that to back the, the liquidity pool we can actually look at um other ways that synthetics tokens can be used uh within the whole ecosystem you know as, as, a, as a perp stacks you know whether we could give uh, extra uh, rewards or uh you know people could uh, like or even the possibility of discounted uh trading fees um if that's something that works maybe a question for caleb um yeah i think these kind of things should be explored and and it would be really great to have a working group spin out working with ccs to collect their ideas working with the community to collect the ideas and also looking at other protocols to then put that and table that in front of the uh, council i think that would be really helpful instead of because at the moment i think the council doesn't really have The time and capacity to see that whole picture. Um, Yeah, that's that's the one thing I want to see. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jackson. Uh, ML, your response, please.
1: Yeah, my response is mostly uh, aligned with Bert. Where um, I would like to see SNX continue to play a key role for a long time. I really don't know any successful, sustainable, long-term protocol in which the native protocol token was not a key driver of both the community and contributors. So I, I think it's necessary to make it uh, retain its importance uh, to some extent. Um, but like Burt also said, we do need to really start experimenting with other forms of collateral, otherwise we'll never be able to scale beyond. Um, so I'm I'm super aligned with uh, Snack's friends there. <laughs> Thank
2: Is you, it? ML.
0: Uh- gene your response please
4: uh yeah well i think it's 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 very clear now that snx will not be the dominant collateral probably in the near future already um it's it's of course a bit scary to you know to remove the one collateral that has always been there but i think there is a broad consensus that we can't scale without other collateral types so you know it's a step we have to make um because we are experimenting this much and you know we're talking about an app building an app chain and uh, we don't know how we're going to stream the value to the token or if we are going for a direct distribution or a buy back and burn so it's very fluid at the moment um, but it's very hard to, to picture how as an will look in the future. Uh, but whatever it will be, I think it's important that it will stay very important protocol, so it should stay effective as collateral. It should get a generous share of the value created within the protocol. Uh, I'm personally not a big fan of buyback and burn. Um, I will wait the results of this experiment, but I hope uh, we can move back to the uh, direct distribution method uh, after we conclude this experiment. Um, direct in, you know, stables would be perfect. I'm also fine with that burn, but it's it's indeed a bit more complex. Um, but yeah, the, the, the solution. Yeah. It's a bit unclear how we should 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 fit it in the protocol right now, but I hope in the coming months we will get a lot of results and it will be a lot clearer how we can fit token in the protocol uh, to make it attractive and a
0: value asset to hold. Thank you, Gene. And Adam, uh, your response to this question?
7: It will always be the governance voting token. It should always have the majority of the fee take in the protocol and it will always, as long as I'm voting on it, remain an eligible collateral. Uh, we're talking about adding other collateral, we're not talking about removing synthetics and I think that's a clear distinction. So the the rhetoric of, oh no, we don't know what the value of SNX is going to look like is misplaced. It will have value, that value will continue to look like what it does now and anything else will be additive and supplemental,
2: not a replacement or uh, a diminishment of the role that it plays in our ecosystem.
0: Thank you, Adam. Uh, Moving on to question eight. Sorry, question seven. Once perps are deployed and begin to scale in v3, what other products would you like to see built on v3? This question will be open to the group, Uh, just chime in uh, as you see fit.
3: Yeah, I'll probably start. So just had a call with Sunny on the core team yesterday, where we finally figured out a way that the v3 can integrate with tailies and overtime markets. Uh, The gist of the integration would basically make the v3 pool sort of an index to all the tailies and overtime markets AMM pools, possibly even some select vaults taking on discounted positions. Uh, I validated this uh, idea as well with uh, tailing governance. Uh, pretty much, tailies will benefit from increased TVL, allowing it to, you know, increase market caps. Where increased market liquidity, you know, is a precursor to serve more trading volumes. And on the on the other side, takers in synthetics will be exposed to the PNL of tailies and overtime markets on a obviously you know, on a on a opt-in basis uh And yeah, this is just you know one of the possible integrations, and 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 I think this one will happen very soon. And that opens that you know that opens syntax, Synthetics up to basically non-perp integrations, which means that we are definitely becoming a liquidity layer, and not only a perps protocol.
8: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump in and just say um, more perps. Uh, I, I think I think it would be. It's great to see uh, like dailies and overtime uh, coming in and exploring how they can use uh, liquidity. Um, I would love to see a, a more traditional uh, options protocol built on uh, on V3. If there was some way for, uh, for for Lyra to come back to V3, that would be great. Um, but I think the the bottom line is we're seeing a lot of success with Perps everybody's seeing a lot of success with perks. And it makes sense because Delta is kind of the holy grail of what everybody wants. So I think, um, well, I hope to see some some growth in like the breadth of offerings. Um, I think it's important just to remember to focus resources uh, where it's going to be most effective and and kind of offer, offer support when other people have great ideas but to ensure that we are uh, maximizing Perps exposure for synthetics moving forward.
4: So I'm excited for every new product built on V3, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, Perps just you know Perps are so great and so profitable. So <laughs> I hope we can just continue them up, scale them big, big time. That would be great. Uh, other than that um I'm pretty excited for stable coins to be built on on V3 you know they they remain sort of the holy grail of defi and uh Ithena will be the first one to build on 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 V3 with their delta neutral perp stable coin uh, I hope it will be a great success and I hope we will see more similar protocols experiments with with it on V3 maybe we can do it ourselves
1: Yeah, I'm going to second that. I think stablecoin is a point of great interest now in crypto in general. Um, And with Athena, um, it it might be kind of our first step with an external stablecoin. And I wonder if maybe we need more of a a working group to to pursue some of these um, uh, differently built stablecoins. Because each of them will have different needs and will have different abilities to meet those needs. So I think that would be super interesting to investigate. Um, and then the second other thing is real world assets. It's currently I don't think it's super in favor, but when the next bull market comes, I think if we're able to position ourselves as a uh, some part of the liquidity supply chain for real world assets based lending or borrowing, um, that could be a very interesting new uh, revenue
2: stream
6: yeah so i think um i agree i think athena is a really interesting one um not even just because of athena itself um but because the the concept behind it um like i wanted to see synthetics uh, have its own like try to at least achieve some one eth maxi stable coin, like with the ETH, uh only deadpool on 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 layer one or like a the only um, debt pool and I think you know it's very achievable so I am in- interested to see how that plays out that experiment uh, with Athena um definitely very promising because it solves a challenge it's actually an extra um sort of liquidity option for stablecoin issuers, like all of them that would be interested in it so and actually Feef was one of the first people to sort of um actually mention this but uh just shout out to him and give him his credit but I s- totally disagree with the rwa idea sorry ml sudo like I don't think synthetic should be venturing out into that landscape. RWAs is just like, it's literally just a world where like legal, um, like lawyers just, you know, charge a ton of money to like manage some offshore, some, you know, um, T-bills and some Cayman entity. It's just like, it's a mess. It's, it's not a good idea in my opinion. We shouldn't go towards it. Also in a low interest environment, like RWAs are are, are, are useless. And even in a, a, like in a situation where like people are bringing like their, you know, property on chain taking debt against it. like they have all the collateral off chain and like, and like they have all the power and we like the on chain, like um, debt holders just start totally like holding the bag, like at any time they could get screwed. So it just, I, I, don't, I don't really like that idea for synthetics, um, but I think, um, you know, Athena is interesting. And I also think like every shout out to like every project that is building on synthetics, all, like all of them have stepped up their game recently as, comp- as competition has uh, heated up. So uh, I, I just want to see a lot more of that uh, going
2: forward. Thank you. Anyone else? Anything to add before we move on?
0: All right. Uh, last question before we get to closing statements. Which of the projects that are integrated with Synthetics excites you the most and why? And where do you see this going? What is your vision for Synthetics and this project? And how do we get there? Uh, this one is open for group discussion as well.
2: I feel like this picks up off the last
6: question. Um so I, I think like I said, all the projects that are building on synthetics are sort of like um have stepped up the game big time. Um not you know, Quenta has always been the leader, but like uh polynomial and the other uh, front ends are, are doing a lot and now we're actually getting like this as ML Sudo mentioned that's external stablecoin building on synthetics. So these are huge um leaps and like I think synthetics is realizing its vision on like as being this liquidity layer and integrators building on top. So, you know, I would just echo what I uh, said a couple moments ago. I think and I would like to see the, you know these co- teams continue building and continue putting this competitive effort forward because it is very healthy.
1: I, I would like to see a healthier spread of volume among our front ends. Sorry, Bert. Uh, we are insanely skewed towards Quenta, which is okay for now. I think they have a really, really great product and they keep iterating on great UX. But I, I think it's too much reliance on one protocol one front end. So I, I I don't know. I'd be interested in thinking about how we could invest in diversifying. I don't know if this is a crazy thought to people who've been around longer.
6: I, I would uh, I would just like to add I feel like we are uh, doing that with especially with like the the set fee share where we're like all integrators get a set fee share. I feel like that sort of levels the the playing field a little bit, especially since now that it's at um 20% of the, of the total fees. So I feel like, um, oh, sorry, or, or more that it's, um, oh no, wait. Yeah. It's 20% of the, of the total fees. So I think that, um, you know, that actually is a pretty good bounty to, and a pretty good, um, equalizer among, among them as an incentive. Um, but I, I agree that maybe we could even do more.
2: Um,
5: I'm quite excited about, uh, the, into the partnership with uh, Infinex. Um, I believe, you know, we've got uh, PMF with uh, the perps markets, and we've shown that as a product, it's it's probably the best AMM decks for perps out there uh, at the moment. Um, you know, we're beating GMX by far, and I think we. it's a distribution game. So, now we've got the good product that we have to get more users and more traders on so i think infinex is what i'm most excited about because if it can actually deliver an experience um and gamify trading and and all that like like in, uh, like a lot of centralized exchanges do then we can actually uh you know onboard a lot more volume and reach towards our goal of you know a consistent a billion dollar volume a day um, that's that's where I'm quite excited
2: about. I agree with Jackson.
4: It's going to be very interesting to see if uh, the focus on UX, like uh, Infinix is doing, will help to attract a new uh, set of users. And I'm looking forward to see the fruits of that uh, adventure.
2: Yeah, so um,
8: obviously, my uh, my my personal uh, no bias take is that I'm most excited about Quanta um, because I, I think uh, this is just kind of a you know a, we're we're kind of at the forefront of bringing value to uh, synthetics, and I'm happy that we're actually talking about uh, doing that even more and in more ways. Um, but I think I'll, I'll echo what some of the other people are saying too, and and say that Athena is the is the one that's really interested me the most as far as uh, kind of seeing in what other directions uh, we can take this. And so I think for for me personally, um, and and as far as I know, for Snacks friends, we're more excited to uh, just kind of sit back and see what other builders can bring to the table. Because that's the incredible thing about v3 is that um, it's it's kind of up to the wider world to imagine what we could see coming uh to Synthetix v three, so um, you know why should why should I design the protocols when I can sit back and watch them happen yeah, maybe
2: I'm excited one, with yeah, every integrator
3: yeah, I'm excited with every integrator. but a big shout out to Watcher. very excited by Watcher. Watcher proved that we have more than thirteen users.
2: Uh, was that Jean? Do you have something to add?
4: Oh well, I wanted to give a shout out to Betstro. I'm also quite excited for our first casino. Their, you know, their games look pretty fun. UX look pretty nice. I haven't heard a lot in the last two or three months, but I hope they are still grinding away building quietly and uh, launching something very cool.
0: All right, well, thank you. That uh, brings us to the end of the questions. And now it's time to hear closing remarks from each candidate. Um, Bert, we'll hear from you first. Closing statement, please, on your candidacy.
8: Yeah, so um, I think. I'm I'm really excited to see where this uh, multi sig governance uh, experiment goes. Um, this is something I, that I've been thinking about for a long time, and I know uh, Alo and Lona are, are both very excited as well to kind of get involved and see if we can push push the limits of what governance means and what an entity means. Um, and I think this is the perfect group of people to do this because uh, we're we're very aligned on our vision. We have a great um, kind of Uh, Rapport with each other that allows us to work out any disagreements, you know, we are of course separate people um, But coming together as a a single entity um, And and making decisions with kind of each other's input and guidance, I think is is just like An incredible thing to try Um, And I think we could if you give us the chance we could absolutely nail this and be, you know, the most accessible um, Council entity that you have ever seen in your life. So uh, appreciate anybody who considers giving us support today. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Bert. Uh, Millie, closing statements from you, please.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I would like to actually echo a little bit of what Bert said. I think, you know, I give a nod to the Spartan council because it was actually a very, very diverse council. One of the most diverse, I think I've seen um, in, in, in its history. Um, There are actually no current core contributors on the council as well, which is also um, a a, a feat. It was, I think in reality, reality, um, you know, any sort of a sign of good democracy or some um, good balance of power is when there is like a lot of um, diverse opinions and sometimes um, points of contention, but at the end, like consensus, we come to consensus. And I think that's what we did this epoch. I think we did it very well. Um, And we did a few very, we... You know there are a few big changes that happened to the protocol this epoch that you know um, are kind of like understated, right? Like the fact that inflation ended. This was a huge change, a major change. Um, the V three deployment um, is technically live, and um, the you know we're sort of taking this new approach with new collateral. Like it's just like a, a huge turning point um, for synthetics, and I think it was a very su- successful epoch. And you know as much as you know we. Sort of talked about the constraints of synthetic governance and the bottlenecks i think you know for the most part it has done a pretty successful job um of getting you know syntax you're not taking anything away from all the builders who made it you know who did all the work and made it possible but you know i think the governance as much of an experience experiment it was it was effective in its um in, in certain ways and you know i think uh hopefully we see the fruit of it uh, of this past epoch next epoch and uh, and i look forward to working with all the great council members again if i'm elected
2: thank you
0: millie uh jackson closing statements please
5: Uh, yes i think um really excited about synthetics going into uh v3 uh base deployment that has gone live um you know we're, we're gonna get a lot more uh people on with Infinex uh, as, as an integrator, um, you know, and really the next epoch I look forward to pushing uh, us to consider uh, how can Synthetix be its own app chain um, and working with all our different ecosystem projects to um, you know, come together on that app chain. So that's kind of like my clothing statements and where I see Synthetics in the future. Thank you, Jackson. Gene?
2: Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um,
4: I think we had a very lively epoch with this council, and I hope I've added to that, <laughs> put in some drama, be critical. I think having a lot of different opinions uh, leads to a better outcome in the end, although sometimes it can be a bit annoying to talk about and talk about and talk about it. But I think it's for the better in the end. Um, Very, very, very excited for the V3 release. Um, Let's bring Synthetix to the masses and um, make SNX the premier asset to own in crypto. Uh, uh, I would like to continue uh, guarding uh, the SNX token and the protocol from becoming a public good. Uh, Happy holidays, and uh, please consider
2: voting for me. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Gene. Uh, Cyberduck, closing statements, please.
3: Um, I'll echo what was just said. I think this was a really good council epoch. Uh, I think big decisions were made. Uh, I think the right decisions, for the most part, were made. Some were experimental and maybe just temporary, but I think eventually we're heading the right direction. In the future future council epoch uh the most crucial thing will be v2x to v3 migration not only to nest v2x as a legacy pool in v3 but you know to achieve liquidity migration to v3 and growth of v3 perps without a significant hit on trading volumes with fragmented fragmented liquidity between legacy pool and v3 pool uh but overall i'm very confident uh the upcoming council is going to nail it down uh i think we have Big brains, big people—you know, great people—running, and I'm very confident. Uh, Synthetics is in the right hands, and I would, you know, continue. I would love to continue being, you know, one of those hands helping to make things right and move things in uh, in the right way, where we're all happy as stakers and where traders are happy as well.
0: Thank you, Doc. and ML Pseudo. Closing statements.
1: I really like Cyberduck's hands, so I hope his hands are there. (laughs) 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 Um, I think we have a really exciting, super, super exciting year ahead because of, you know, potential tokenomics changes, new chains, app chains, uh, and also cross-chain action. Um, So hoping to help uh, lean into um, improving our coordination and communication uh, between the various stakeholders. Um, including between the SC and the CC, so that, you know, all this is in the spirit of trying to scale. And if we're a little bit better uh, coordinated, I think we can move and scale more quickly, especially since I think we have competitors that are fierce, hungry, some very well-funded. Um, I, I do think we, we, we do have headroom, especially as we grow as a community, as
2: a protocol to, uh, to organize better.
0: Thank you. Uh, that brings us to the end of the panel. Uh, as always, we'll be making the recording available uh, as soon as possible on our podcast. Voting begins in just under 30 minutes and closes Monday, January 1st at 11:59 UTC. So be sure to get your vote in. Um, thank you, everybody, for making the time to be here today, and best of luck to all the candidates. Thank you. Thanks,
2: Connor. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Connor. Happy holidays, everyone.